This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, hello. Caps fans, we've got another amazing Monday episode for you where we're going to be talking about league and a little bit of international and, and beyond news along with the happenings and week in review revolving around the Washington Capitals. Uh, spoiler alert, a lot better than we'd predicted. <clears throat> for sure. So It was a very nice surprise. Yeah, have, have the Washington Capitals righted the ship. Find out here in a little bit. I think we should just pop some tabs and get it going. Let's do it. One, two, three. All right. First on deck, the IIHF has banned Russia and Belarus from all international hockey competition in addition to taking away the 2023 World Juniors that were set to be in Russia in light of the Russian-Ukrainian conflict, or for in better terms, the ridiculous uh, invasion of the Ukraine by Russia. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, I don't know, I guess every responsibility or not, every organization feels they have a responsibility to boycott what they deem to be wrong. Sure. Uh, It's just a shame that the people who play the sport who aren't the ones committing these crimes are the ones who suffer. Yeah, um, but in that same vein, I mean, I think that most Russian athletes <clears throat> athletes are understanding about this, uh, and I guess we'll just leave it at that. I mean, I think it was a good move. It, it definitely shows like that the world needs to take this seriously. I guess. Yeah. Now, how much weight? I mean, does it actually? Um, hold in the grand scheme of things when we're talking about a tyrannical dictator like Vladimir Putin. I don't know. Uh, but, hey, uh, you did what you could, IIHF, which is um, more than what we can say in the past for other things. Yeah. So, all right. What did the, what's the statement? Because the NHL also released a statement on Russia, right? Yeah, so just I'm just going to paraphrase. Um, the NHL, they condemned the invasion going on, and they want peace as soon as possible. They are going to suspend all Russian business and social and media efforts for the NHL. So, I mean, I wonder, I mean, maybe if you have a VPN, or an illegal stream, maybe over there you could watch games. But for the most part, I think they're the NHL's cutting Russia off from their content, and they are not going to uh, consider them for future games. I know they we had talked about a couple weeks ago about yeah. how the Lightning and the uh, Caps might go play in Russia, right? Um, and they finished off with, we also are concerned about the well-being of the players from Russia who play in the NHL on behalf of their NHL clubs and not on behalf of Russia. We understand they and their families are being placed in an extremely difficult position. So, I mean, they're acknowledging that 
These people have nothing to do with it. Right. They're just here playing hockey. So, chill. Yeah. And I think that's important, too. So, I'm glad that 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 definitely came out. Um, The CHL, are they going to ban Russian and Belarusian players? So, that... um, I never saw... That was um, a speculated announcement going to come out. Mm -hmm. Um, I never saw if they did make the change. Um, I'm looking real quick right now to see. Yeah, I mean, four days ago, it said they're going to ban. But I don't see anything that says they did. Um, I mean, they did cancel their Canada-Russia series that they they, uh, participated in. Right. uh, Yeah, the Russian and Belarusian players are likely not going to be eligible for the upcoming draft into Canadian juniors. Wow. Um, that sucks. Uh, I, I hope, I mean, obviously we, we, I think we all hope that this conflict comes to a peaceful resolution as soon as possible. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's nothing good is coming of this <laughs> at all. Yeah. It sucks. Obviously, it's way worse than the stuff we're talking about. But this is a hockey podcast, so we're just talking about that side. Right, exactly. Um, all right, well, let's move on. Yager moved his Czech Pro team uh, to t- team's game to a larger arena in Prague so they could use the proceeds to help the families of the Ukraine. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, real classy guy. He also Absolutely. just came out and said he thinks... Oh, he's going to beat the record. That's uh, another Yager headline that was out there. That's good. I mean, he's next on the hit list on the passing. I think he's two away from tying. Yeah, a hat trick next game. Actually, I saw a tweet. I think Tuesday's game could be a triple milestone. It would be, I think, Nick Backstrom's 1,000th game. With Ovi. With Ovi. Yeah. And then I think they could have like their 1,000th point together. Wow. And then if Ovi gets a hat trick, he would pass Yager. It was two 1,000 marks. I, I don't remember exactly what the tweet said, but the you know the two caps, young guns, OGs, could set some big records on Tuesday. Crazy, man. Um, let's hope it happens. It'd be awesome. <laughs> you got to love it. I mean, <clears throat> I think it's one of hockey's iconic duos there. Um you know, obviously, Backstrom never gets the credit that he deserves, I don't believe, at least. But uh, it's crazy to see his point totals and what an elite player he really is. I mean, Hall of Famer, Backstrom? I think so. I, I don't think how you – I don't see how you couldn't. Yeah. He's you know? elite. Yeah. Um, so, it would be awesome to see both of them get in, inducted in the same year, like in the same class. But I don't think that happens, does it? Um. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they only induct like five people at a time. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it would be crazy. But I feel like, you know, them, Crosby, like, as soon as they retire the very next year, they're, they're, they should be shoo-ins. Yeah. So if, like, Crosby and Ovechkin and Backstrom all retire around the same time, Crosby obviously gets snubbed, right? Yeah. Well, we would. <laughs> you think a Canadian Hall of Fame is going to snub him? Right for the two for the two European players, um, that would show a lot of class, and honestly, it would show their knowledge of hockey 
because, you know, obviously Sidney Crosby's a complete fraud. So I think, uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, um, yeah. The Blue Jackets, Blue Jackets retired right. Rick Nash's number this Saturday. His number 61 is the first number to be retired by the franchise, and he's the leader in goals, assists, points, games played. He was their number one pick in 2002. So, you know, putting on that kind of of career after being a number one pick, I think he deserves it. Yeah, and and it's interesting to see that this is Columbus's first retired number. That was my follow-up question is, like, has Columbus retired anybody yet? Um I agree. I would. I think Rick Rick Nash, though, <clears throat> I don't think that he was that type of player that could take a team to the Stanley Cup, obviously, or anything like that. Um, I definitely think that for Columbus, he's a legend. Yeah. In that, I mean, he's the best player they've ever had. I think. Period. Well, I mean, if Panarin would have stuck around, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, but he didn't. Yeah. Right. He's definitely their best. Like, long-term guy. Right. Um, so, and probably the most important, because, yeah, obviously he was drafted very early in their in their life as a team. Yeah, I mean, I think he's Columbus's um, Pecorene. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, he's, he's kind of that player that got the expansion team, you know, alive and well. Yeah. As a team, as a fan base, relevance. I mean... I don't know if they went to the cup or the playoffs that many times while he was there, but even right. once he left, you know, there was still by that by the time he left, you yeah, know, he kind of built something that could become competitive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <clears throat> absolutely. Uh so <laughs> you know, good for him. Rick Nash. Yeah. It's it's a long it's been a, a long time since I've heard that name. His number is forever uh, hanging in the the hallowed halls of Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> right, right. I couldn't. I was trying to think of a way to, you know, make that sound funny, but it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> the illustrious um, halls of. Well, I mean, what is their arena even called anymore? I think it's nationwide. Yeah, nationwide still. Okay. I mean, it's a really nice arena. It is. It is. I've been there for games and concerts. Yeah, remember we went. uh, We went and saw uh, a game, and they had. uh, uh, We we got box seats. Yeah. Yeah, it was legit. Right. All right. What's the last thing on deck here, Polly? The PWHPA. They decided to host a rematch of Beijing's women's gold medal game. So, this Saturday, March 14th, in Pittsburgh, there will be USA versus Canada. Uh, that's going to be a madhouse because the St. Patrick's Day Parade's going on. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so stay out of Pittsburgh unless you're going to one of these events and then have a fucking blast. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to Pittsburgh for the game, like, coming from the north, right? avoid those tunnels. Circumvent the entire city. <laughs> Um, you're right though. It is going to be crazy and it should be an awesome environment. I, I would love to go, but I'll be out of town. So that sucks. But <clears throat> anybody who goes, definitely let us know and, and take pictures. Uh, I think that it, it should be a good time. Now, is this a, this means nothing. This is basically an exhibition game. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, 
you know, they do the robbery series and things like that. Like, you know, it means something to them, but it doesn't count towards, like, the overall gold medal count. Right, of course. And then this would be, this isn't actually sanctioned by international play or the IIHF. It's literally just like a commercial PWHPA, which is pretty interesting in itself because other leagues around the world, I don't, I don't think you could literally, you could literally do not do this in any other professional league. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's, um, hosted just completely by the PWHPA and the Penguins. I, I don't know if anyone right. else is involved. Yeah. So, should be a good time. I wonder what tickets are. Probably not that expensive. It'd be if you're in Pittsburgh. I mean, it would be an awesome time to to check out some really elite hockey. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, should we talk about the Caps? Uh, well, yeah, we probably should. <laughs> All right. So, in today's Washington wraparound, we've got a lot of news. A lot of news. Um, Caps fans. Are the Washington Capitals back? Let's not get too ahead of ourselves, huh? Okay, okay. We do that too often. Exactly. Uh, the Caps will be playing the stadium series in Raleigh in February 18th, 2023. Polly, we should go to this game. I was thinking. That'd be kind of a cool road trip. And yeah. I've never been to Raleigh, so, I've but just, I've been to Charlotte. I've driven through when I was going to um, Durham. Yeah. Or, wait, is that where Duke is? Durham. Durham. I think so. Then I was going to Chapel Hill. I went to Chapel Hill. That's where North Carolina is. Yeah. So I saw a football game there. But they're going to play this, I believe, at NC State's football stadium. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Wolfpack. Cool. So that Um, should be, uh, if I had to guess, 70,000. Wow. I wonder what... uh, tickets to that. Uh, I went to the Winter Classic in D.C., and tickets were quite expensive, but <clears throat> we should uh, we should do this. 57583 That's not bad. That's still, still a lot for a hockey game. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely think that um, I've learned from my previous outdoor hockey game experiences that you need to sit high and in the middle. Yeah. Try to try to get like I mean I would much rather be I think in the last row in the middle than like up closer on a corner. Like because you, there's no such thing as like rinkside seats. Yeah. With the glass, it's really hard to see, so higher is better. Definitely. Um so let's make it happen. And here's the hoping it's like 30 degrees. Right. <laughs> it's got to be cold. Um, but who knows? It might be nice, a nice brisk 40. Well, I can uh, attest from an experience like that. That sucks. Yeah. Especially because we dressed like it was going to be 25. Right. <laughs> I was. I had no need for any clothes. I was so overheated by the liquor. Yeah. The yeah. liquor had taken over. You were the liquor. I was the liquor. Um, all right, on to some crappier news. Carl Haglin out indefinitely following eye surgery. He got hurt at practice Tuesday when he was hit with a stick in like small area games in the last, literally the last drill of practice is what Laviolette said he got injured in. That sucks so bad. Um, but it did leave room for Axel Johnson Fialbi to come into the lineup, uh, who is very much like a young Hags. Yeah. Looks uh, and play. Yeah, looks, play, 
heritage. Um, I believe they're both Swedes. Um, yeah, I, I, I like them both. Um, and it's good to see, uh, Axel up here getting more reps. Uh, eye surgery though. We had a friend who had, who got hit at the, um, the rough and tumble tunnel green roller hockey arena. In yeah. Our outdoor roller hockey rink. That's the size of a basketball court fenced in with chain link, <laughs> chain link. I mean, it is as like hardcore as it gets. It's worse than the inner city, uh, rinks that the mighty ducks played in, you know, that scene when they're like, uh, from the new show. No, no. From, uh, the movies when they're playing in oh, that, in that yeah. urban environment. Yeah. And they're like, you're you're not tough. And then they're like, they got to fight in the streets, the mean streets. Oh, Mighty Ducks too. Yeah, yeah, D two, yeah. Out in uh, L A. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least they had concrete, so it stayed legit. Ours right. is old tiles that get warped by the sun, and there's holes, and it's just it's trash. Yeah, it's trash. I'm surprised nobody's gotten killed out there. Yeah, really. I'm surprised my groin. That's probably why my groin's all fucked up from playing out there. To be completely honest. Um, but, anyways, uh, shout out Dusty Hill. Uh, he took a stick right to the eye. Square to the eye. I mean, I've watched it happen, like, from, you know, his face's perspective. I was looking at his face. He took the stick, and I heard it. I heard the noise was like, it was oh. like, you know, like one of those, like, hard object to soft tissue yeah. sounds. And he went straight down. Um he got off the rink and I was like, dude, let me see your eye. And he's like, I can't open it. And then he like squinted, like he like squeezed his eye shut and blood like just came pouring out of his eye. Oh, he had to, um, be bedridden for weeks because if you raise your blood pressure, uh, because the blood vessels in your eye are so delicate, um, and small that, the repair procedure, like if you were to raise your blood pressure too much, it would just rip open like whatever they had done to fix it. Oh God. He ended up regaining his eye eyesight. So everything ended up being fine. Yeah. And he started wearing a cage after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it was always cage only. Um, but so I'm guessing that's probably if, if the eye was actually ruptured and this is what happened to him, like the, the, you know, your eye is just like a sack of fluid. So if that eye actually gets ruptured, it starts to deflate and then you go blind. So if that's what's happening to Hags, you know, obviously we wish him the best, but he's going to be bedridden for a while, for weeks at least. And then he can't even like raise his heart rate past a certain time until the eye is fully healed. Yeah. I mean, I'd be surprised if we see him, like even if the Caps went to the cup. Really? You think he's going to be out that long? I mean... I don't know. I'd say he's, he's on the shelf for two months. Easy. Easy. Before even returning to anything. Yeah. So, I mean, that's first, second round of playoffs. Yeah. I guess you're right. Um, well, Haglin haters, you fucking got what you wanted. You pieces of shit. You put this... You are all responsible for this. You put this on this evil out there for Carl Haglin, and now the man... May not. I mean, it's it's possible from what it, from what you know. They're they're tight lipped about it as they are with all um, injuries. But it could you know he could be blind uh, in one eye, which would really suck. When you lay there at night 
you Haglin haters. Yeah. Trying to fall asleep in bed. Looking at your phone, because that's the age we live in. Yeah. Just appreciate the fact that you can look with both eyes at that phone. Exactly. You fucking assholes. Um, all right. Uh, Joe Snively. Surgery on his left wrist out four to six weeks. Yeah, surgery just happened today. Sunday. Yeah, on Sunday. So that sucks for Joe. Had a really good... Um, I mean, he was he was lighting it up, and I yeah. liked his game. Uh, especially, he's kind of like a, a little Sheary out there. Kind mm-hmm. of a, a, a rat that also has speed and some finishing ability as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're hoping for a speedy recovery from him for sure. He's 26. He's an older, he's an older rookie. So he's been grinding away, toiling away in the, in the um, lower league. So of course, Herndon, Virginia native DMV boy. We'd love to see him out there. Absolutely. Love to see it. Yeah. So a couple bad injuries that, uh, obviously, you know, on the surface made me say, Oh fuck, this sucks. This seems like a typical, uh, typical happening considering everything that the Washington Capitals have been through this season as far as, you know, injuries, right? Well, it's bringing a balance to the force, you know. Right. Oshie and Mantha come back. Yeah. And, you know, you can't have a wealth of riches. So the force, the universe, the yin brings his yang. Right, exactly. Um, the Capitals did sign, though, in all of this, a forward from – named Henry Rubinsky, to a three-year entry-level contract on Tuesday. He will remain with Seattle. Um, he's with the Seattle Thunderbirds currently this season, and his contract will begin in 22-23. He has 54 points, 18 goals, 36 assists, and 39 games this season, so he's lighting it up. Um, what posi- Do you know what position you think about this guy? Like, is he big? Is he... No, I don't okay. really. Um, but, you know, putting up those kind of numbers in the... In the AHL. No, he's in – that's the WHL. Oh, or, oh. Yeah, he's playing that's juniors. juniors. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but, you know, that's a really good league. Yeah, absolutely. So it's good to see. Maybe we're bolstering um, our our prospects a little bit. He's a center. Shoots okay. right. And he's – well, this is in – oh, okay. He's 6'2", 185. Okay. So a little of a skinnier guy. Yeah, but, you know – He's got the frame. They can just make him eat some hamburgers and hit the gym. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. So a little bit of McMichael effort is going to be needed in the offseason there to bulk up, get a little stronger. But it looks like this guy's got a really good eye. Um, it sounds like he's got a really good eye. Uh, 36 assists, bit of a playmaker, and uh, not a uh, non-finisher either with 18 goals. So wow. maybe we'll see him sooner than later. Really insensitive to talk about him having a good eye. After what we just talked about. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> My bad. Um, all right, let's get into the games here. On the 28th, we played Toronto. This was a home stand, a three-game home stand this whole week. So, you know, obviously, uh, we had thought that it was going to be a shit week, and it started off that way. Um, you know, I believe we lost this game, what, 5-2? to two? Uh, Polly, keep telling me. We got to put five scores. to three. Five to three. Yeah. Um, the Capitals seem to be kind of in it for a while, right? Like they were getting their asses kicked, and then they're like, "Oh, you know, we're gonna fight back a little bit, and we score three goals, and then Toronto's just like, nah." Is that what you saw? Yeah, 
I mean, I think the Caps, yeah, they put up the put up an effort a little bit. You know, uh, got a St. Thomas goal, Ovi with a nice setup there, and it really just seemed like whatever the Caps did, it wasn't going to be enough, though. You know, I mean, I think Toronto came to play, but the Caps definitely made their mistakes in this game. I mean, the second goal of the game. Uh, the Caps were just completely mesmerized by the puck behind the net, and Nylander is just wide open. I mean, he was a little off to the side, but still very much in scoring position. Yeah. Wide open. I mean, he's like three feet away from the goal line. Like, how do you let a guy get that open? <laughs> yeah, everybody was uh, 100% caught puck watching. You know, we had we did have Sherry come in, you know, in the uh, – First five minutes, really, uh, you know, Bunting lights one in, puts one in, then Sheary answers, and it's like, oh, everything's okay. And then that play happened, what you're talking about. And then um, Hull, uh, at the end, like, two seconds left in the yeah. fucking period. That was like a mad scramble. That one, that one's hard to put on the goalie. I mean, right. the defense should have cleaned that out. Yeah, and I think the defense really kind of fell asleep on uh, two, at least, of these goals in the first. For sure. Um, so Sammy gets yanked and Vitek starts the second. He only lets in another one more goal. Um, he was pulled for the, for the last empty netter. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so they get the, the, the power play in the second and Ovi sets up, uh, St. Thomas for a goal from the slot. And then St. Thomas again gets a, a short handed goal early in the third to tie the game. So we're tied up. Um, but with at the, it, you know, Typical caps. We're, we're we're looking good. It looks like they're playing for overtime, maybe a little too much. Yeah. And with three minutes and twenty three seconds left, the Leafs, uh, uh, after a bunch of really nice passing, just undress and expose the Washington Capitals to go up four to three. Um, and then with a minute left, they get an empty netter. So at this point, hey, you know, put up a good fight, boys. But we knew this was going to be an L. Um, I don't think Toronto is like any sort of powerhouse team, to be completely honest. I don't think they're even the best team in Canada. I think Calgary is right now. Um, but uh, it would have been nice to see us win this game, but I wasn't expecting it, and um, all my expectations were fulfilled. Yeah, I mean, it kind of seemed to me like it was, um, at times, it was a good effort, but for the most part, it was a bit of a sleepy effort. Yeah, um, too little, too late, and by the time the Caps got going. And honestly, like, the shorthanded thing that was I mean lucky right yeah uh, it was a good play don't get me wrong but you know we got a good bounce we got a fortunate bounce off that um I think this is one you look back on as a player and you think you know we did put in a good effort but I think we left some out there yeah oh yeah absolutely and um obviously getting scored on three times in the first does not help no not at all right um not even to say that like they're all Simpsonov's fault but uh, if he comes up with even one more save, it's a completely different game. Yeah, and I think getting pulled wasn't as much on him, but trying, you know, it was a, a strategy move, try to wake the boys up. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, but that being said, going into Carolina on the third, um, VTech does start, and the boys played in front of him incredibly well. I think what this, a game. Dude, I think this may have been the best game the Caps have played all season. And it was perfect, you know, coming off of that not good effort against Toronto. Right. Coming against arguably one of the best teams in the league. Yep. 
And, I mean, Carolina had their moments, but this, I mean, the score, I think, did reflect how this game went. I oh, mean, yeah. I think the Caps strongly dominate this game. Yeah, I don't even think it was re- – I mean, yes, 100% to your point. Um, the the Caps put on a clinic on all three zones, and their special teams were incredible. The Carolina Hurricanes kept committing penalties. We ended up scoring on a five-on-three. Kuznetsov scored. Um, and that just uh, kind of opened the floodgates. And, you know, like uh, say what you will about the Washington Capitals' power play, but – you know, if it's on, you definitely don't want to give the Caps that many chances ever. I mean, I think they had six power plays, five or six. Yeah. I um, mean, they've struggled so much. But when they're hitting, they are definitely one of the best in yeah, the league. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, in this game, Anthony Mantha returns and Sprong finds himself on the roster because Haglin's out. So we get a tiny bit more speed up front, which is nice. Um, I don't think it did much. Yeah, I, I mean, Sprong, his ice time was limited, um, but... And, you know, he wasn't there on Saturday, so... Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, Anthony Mantha, um, his return was apparent. I thought he played pretty well. He played very well. I think he was very noticeable out there. I think he had a few... I know there was at least one play where he almost sprung himself for a breakaway. Yeah. Um, you know, he was... I think he looked good with the puck. He looked like he was in shape. Yep. Definitely really good to see him back. Yeah, and, um, you know, obviously timing issues and getting up to game speed are going to be a, a thing for him, but I think that he's been itching to get back, and I think you could tell um, that his energy was injected into this lineup for this game. Um, he had a couple shots on net. I mean, you know, the, all good stuff from from him, and I think that for his size, he's sneaky fast. I mean, yeah. he's deceivingly, a, a, you know, kind of like Tom Wilson, has a lot of speed. Um which you wouldn't expect over from a guy who's like six three, you yeah. know, two two twenty or whatever. Um, so the the goal was the only first goal, or the the first period goal by Kuzi was the only goal of the period. Um, at first, Ovi and or Oshi and Ovi got credit for the assist, but then the league changed it to an unassisted goal. Yeah, I was a little butthurt. Like yeah. to see Ovi get his points. Right. <laughs> um, it was a little bit of a broken play that, that Kuzi was just like, all right, I'm just going to take this now. Yeah. <laughs> Kuzi doing Kuzi things. Right. Um, Feviari scored midway through the second with assist from Shiri and Hathaway. Um, and then with just under five minutes left, the greatest goal scorer of all time, Alexander Ovechkin, netted his 33rd goal of the season on the power play. Love to see it, man. Yeah. That puts him three shy of tying Yager. Right. Um, so now, Frederick Anderson has been playing very well for the Carolina Hurricanes. I don't think he played necessarily bad, and I think that his team really hung him out to dry with all the power plays that they were giving the Caps. Um, yeah. So I think that this is really – and now don't get me wrong. The Carolina Hurricanes, were, I mean, they were – they took a couple bad uh, penalties, but at the same time um, – the overarching speed and aggressiveness that the Caps showed caused them to kind of get back on their heels and, and you know, start hooking and, and clutching and grabbing and doing a little bit of interference and then trying to get chippy there at the end um, to turn the tides of the game. Um, for sure. I think the word you're looking for there was aggression. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I said that. You said aggressiveness. Oh, oh sorry. Which, it, I don't know. Is aggressiveness not a word? It probably is. All right, fuck off, Holly. 
It reminds me of Boondock Saints when he's like, what's the symbology there? And Willem Dafoe just whips his head around. He goes, I believe the word you were looking for is symbolism. <laughs> Which symbology is a word. It's right. just the study of symbols. So it was the wrong word, but it wasn't a not word. Okay, fair enough. Um, but, you know, what is wrong is that we missed the ad read, so I'm going to do it right now. Yeah, let's do it. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins as the action rolls on. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big, too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right, a bump in the win column for your cl- your team for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy contests, hockey contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 or older. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Do it. All right. Cool. So, um... In the third period, getting back to the Carolina game, uh, eighth goal of the season for Skorlov, uh... Nice little, nice little bomb. I like it. Man, he's got a shot, doesn't he? I mean, dude can can rip it. Um, look, overall, this is a great response game after a two miserable months by the Washington Capitals coming out and at least giving themselves the Washington Capitals at least giving themselves a little thing, a little bit to like hope for. Like, okay, we can still hang here, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, was Toronto or was Carolina on their first stand of a back to back? I think they had the Penguins the next day. Uh, yeah, they were, and uh, you know, were the Caps at home? You know, were the was was the situation favorable for the Washington Capitals? Yes, I'll give them that. But they still had to go out and win, and not only did they win, they won in dominating fashion. Yeah, and you know, really no excuse. For the first night of a back-to-back, right. Your exactly. excuses are the second night, right, right, right. So if you're if you're thinking about games that aren't even in the same day, like I don't know, it's your problem. So um, Vitek in his fifth career NHL shutout, love to see it. I thought he played very well, but he also wasn't incredibly busy at times. Oh, I did the I did the live watch along by the way. So if you're interested in seeing me uh, talk about the Washington Capitals uh, while the game's happening, you can check out the. THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network's YouTube page, and um, the this game is live uh, on there. Like, my commentary. It's a watch-along. I don't know. Check it out. Um, but, I, I mean, I was blown away. Watching this live, I was, um, you know, super impressed with... Because I thought, you know, all right, well, we're going to get our asses kicked here, and then maybe we have a chance to, like, get an overtime win in Seattle, but probably not. Or against Seattle, probably not. Instead, the Washington Capitals took that and shoved it right up my hoop and said, nah, we're going to come out and just destroy Carolina. Yeah. It was good to see. It was. It was. So, kudos to the Washington Capitals. Good stuff. On the 5th, Seattle comes to town. Um, They blew us out pretty good uh, when we went out to the West Coast. Oh, it was total domination. Yeah. um, The... 
the turntables have turned. Have turned. <laughs> Isn't that what he says? I don't know. Hmm. Look at the turntables or something like that. Anyways, um, Capitals come out and break one off, five uh, two win uh, against Seattle. Uh, this the first goal uh, in the second half of the first, where Ovi tries to like dangle, and then Willie kind of picks it up and just diving play. It was like a Bobby Orr goal. Yeah, I mean it was it was toe drag forehand backhand into the net far side. Um, it was uh, I mean what a what a play, and I just remember thinking um, that. That's just a bunch of man me, yeah, going towards the net. They literally just like muscled their way to that goal. Yeah, if I was defending that, I would just be like, "Fuck, <laughs> God save my life!" Right, right. <laughs> um, and there were three guys back on that play too. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just like you said, man me and skill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so really great to see, and that's. Drager, who was in Florida the previous season, uh, who really stood out there, who was playing in net uh, for the for the Kraken. Um, yeah, Gruby's not having a good season. He's not. No. No, I ended up dropping him. Plus, I think he's he's had some injuries. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's they're playing on a typical expansion team. They're not getting the Vegas treatment. Exactly. Yeah, of just ridiculous talent and GM shitting themselves uh, and throwing the kitchen sink at at Seattle to to save their fucking team basically yeah. um, or what they perceive is like a good team um, anyways uh, 34 seconds later though Orlov buries another one back to back games back to back goals for Orlov Willie picks up his third goal in two games um, or third goal in three games I'm sorry uh this week. So, you know, I, I, and this is the, the whole thing is that guys offense ebbs and flows, right? I mean, as much caps fans are so goddamn spoiled because we have such a dominating offense. Mm-hmm. Like other teams don't have this, this uh, kind of veteran, studly offensive core. So, you know, when we go streaky, it, it sucks a little bit, but at the same, and, and also in years past, the Washington Capitals have, have been top of the league in scoring per game, you know, for the most part. So, you know, when, when you go through these rough patches, I can see where everybody wants to jump off a building, but everybody needs to chill the fuck out. Yeah. Manager um, highs and lows folks. Exactly. Come on. Life's a roller coaster. Just hang on. Um, the, Defense though has been solid throughout this kind of this time, and you know, looking at the entire uh, you know the underlying stats, the Washington Capitals aren't necessarily playing terrible hockey. They're not playing amazing hockey, or else they'd be winning. But um, they also you know needed a little bit of, of scoring touch. And I think they got that in spades these these past two games. Um, Don Skoy ends up uh, scoring late in the period. Uh, so it's 2-1 by the end of the first. Colin Blackwell does tie the game early in the second, but the Caps PP scores via Connor Sherry, assisted by Wilson and Ovechkin. I thought Ovi was going to get one there. Yeah. He just rips it. I mean, it was a good play, um, and it kind of just, like, gifted to Wilson. 
he used his divine St. Thomas powers <laughs> to, <laughs> to get that puck to drop right on his stick, puts it on net, and Shiri, uh just at the right place in the right time, gets yeah. a berry. Well, you saying that reminds me real quick of, um, you know, first game back, Mantha, we thought he had a goal. Mm. I think it may have been Orlov's goal. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. Something came from the point, and it looked like he got a piece. And I remember telling my wife, I said, that guy right there, it's his first game back. And this was like in the first. Mm-hmm. So if he scores, this place is going to erupt. Right. And we thought it was his. And, I mean, the crowd cheered anyway because it was a goal. Right. It was sad that that didn't end up being his goal. Right. But, I mean, he's there doing his job, obviously, in front of the net, using that big frame mm-hmm. for a good screen. So uh, love to see it. Um, and, like I said, Colin Blackwell tied the game early in the second. So, you know, this game was kind of close, like halfway through. Yeah, it was competitive. It was. Um, but apparently the power play is working again now. Again, we, we just talked about the ebbs and flows of offense. The power play definitely lives and dies on those types of, of waves. So, uh, and, and again, you know, you look at the power play. It, it, by the end of this season, if we go back and look at the power play overall, I'm, sh- I'm sure we're still at the top half of the league. Um, but it just seems like these timely goals are, are killing us, or timely PKs, uh for the other team are killing us. That was not the case this month, this, this week though. Um, in the first minute of the third, Ovi scores number 34 on the year again on the power play and the caps got an empty netter from Sheary to win five, two good game from Connor Sheary here. He's had a really good week, honestly. Um, and then Ovechkin, it's like, you know, release the Kraken. Yeah. Literally on the <laughs> Kraken, right? Man, you're proud of yourself. <laughs> All right. So what are your, what are your takeaways here? Well, you know, I was really happy to see Mantha come back and instantly contribute the way he did. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my biggest takeaway. Uh, you know, the offense was clicking. Seeing the the power play going again gives me hope. I mean, I'm I'm not you know putting down my future bets for the Caps winning the Cup, but um, you know, if the power play is going to be streaky, I'd rather it start hitting now than have been good at the beginning of the season are to be done. Yeah, and also I think a good takeaway here is Vitek Vanacek is who's back from being injured looks in mid-season form. I mean, he looks like he's peaking at this point. Yeah, he looks good. So I would say he's probably our starter moving forward um, with Samsona getting mixed in. You know, you got to ride the hot hand with these two young goaltenders, I feel. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, that's kind of the... The situation we're in, they're they're both so close to each other that you just got to go with who's good right now. Yeah, and I was noticing the commentary by Craig Lachlan uh, talking, you know, applauding VTech for his superior technical prowess over Samsonov. Did you get to see that at all? No, I uh, I didn't get much volume watching the games this week. I was okay. watching a lot in silence. Right. Well. For the first game. Okay, well, yeah, well, uh, Lachlan came out and was like, look at this save by Vitek. He's just really calm. He's not moving his feet around. He's not having to make the diving athletic save. And I mean, I felt like it was kind of uh, um, a little tongue-in-cheek, uh, a little backhanded compliment yeah. to kind of shit on Samson a little bit, uh, which he deserves that criticism. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, Caps fans, what do we, how many games do we have left? Like 20? 
Well, I just had standings the... here. Yeah, I read, so just over 20 games, like 25 games okay. left. So we're entering what is commonly referred to as the playoff stretch. Yeah. And if this trend continues, the Capitals, for I think the first time in the Ovechkin era, other than maybe like 2010, are absolutely surging into the playoffs. Now, again, that's 25 games. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna count my chickens before it hat they hatch. But, um, well, I mean, this is if, the the time of the season where when people say teams getting hot at the right time, if they continue, if they stay consistent with this, yeah, this is when you get hot at the right time. I mean, yeah, this not, is it. It's the last quarter of the season almost. Right, exactly. And this is when the games really, really matter. You know, mm-hmm. like at the point, every point matters here. And uh, you know what? We may see ourselves climb the standings a little bit to actually be in a legit playoff spot versus a um, versus a a kind of uh, a wild card spot. So we are still, you know, and Columbus is doing well as too. So they're really Columbus is actually really relying on the Washington Capitals to have to drop a bunch of games. Um, they have a game in hand on us, and they are ten points behind. They have fifty nine points. We have sixty nine. Nice. <laughs> um, so they're going to be looking to, you know, for the Washington Capitals to, they they would need to like lose two thirds of the games, probably. I would say that are left. The uh, Caps would. would, yeah. The, the, the Caps would have to, and Columbus would have to win over two thirds of the games that are left. Uh, so, you know, there is still a chance. There is still a chance. Cue Jim um, Carrey. Yeah, <laughs> there is 100% still a chance that the Capitals do not make the playoffs, but I'm not putting any money on Columbus knocking us out of a playoff position, nor Detroit, nor the New York Islanders. I mean, I wouldn't hate to see Columbus make the playoffs, just not at our expense. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, now, on the flip side of that coin, we have 69 points. Nice. nice. Boston has 72, right? So they're only three, we, they're only three points um, ahead of us. And then the Rangers have 75. So it's a six-point spread between that third playoff spot. Um, if any of these teams start to falter, that uh, that um, that spread becomes like non-existent very quickly. My hopes are on the Rangers. But also Boston. Hope they both miss. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, and... What does that say for, like, because it looks like right now we'd probably be playing, like, Carolina in the first round. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we just blew them out for nothing, but uh, in a seven-game series, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, know. there's – I can't think of anyone, like, that would be a favorable – or someone I'd be excited to play. Like, going into it, like, okay, we got this. I mean, right. I think the Caps are going to have to – play their very best in any playoff series they make this year. Right. And looking forward into the rest of the season, we have Calgary. Um, Well, let me tell you, we'll we'll just tell you what the next uh, week's games are on the eighth Calgary and the ninth Edmonton and the 11th Vancouver. No, uh, I wouldn't call any of those teams pushovers. I think Calgary is the strongest there, but it's quite the, uh, the Canadian tour that we're going on. Um, they the, put in that uh, Edmonton game on TV, you know, because they did the last one, but then Ovi was sick. <laughs> and they bumped it. I don't know. Um, not really sure. But yeah, it's on TNT. 
Yeah. Nice. They're like, OV Connor, yeah. gotta do it. Let's let's make something weird happen. <laughs> let's make something out of nothing here, folks. We'll get OV plus Gretzky and Paul Bissonnette. <laughs> nice. Um, but, you know, we, we play this month Carolina three times. Obviously, we beat them the first time, but we play Carolina twice. Um, in the rest of the month, those are four point swing games uh, for sure. That that could cost them the top spot in the division. Um, How many if they more Ranger games are there? Uh, Should just be one, right? Yeah, and so then going into April, uh, we that's the last game of the season, seven o'clock on the 29th of April. The New York Rangers. Um, we have Pittsburgh as well um, in April. Boston the next day. Uh, it's a it's a way a way in a home series there back to back, but we also have like out of division studs like Tampa Bay, Toronto, Vegas, Colorado, uh, Toronto twice in April. So we're getting hot at the right time, but rest assured it's going to be a tough push. I mean, Very. we this is the we've got one of the hardest schedules left uh, in in the league. Yeah. Definitely got the uh, the poly cupcakes out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So last week um, I predicted because I'm a genius and wanted to put out all of this karma, this bad karma out that the Capitals would not have would not win a single game. Um, they in fact went two and one. So I was knowingly wrong. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> I was knowingly um, wrong for this. I went with one one and one. And, you know, if we're playing golf, closest to the pin. So, I did win this week. Okay. You know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, let's just let's just declare you the winner then. Fine. Yeah. Um, also, I got the number of OV goals correct. You did. I said one. You did. Okay, so this has been quite the dominant uh, week for Polly here. Well, you know, I'm getting my ass kicked in fantasy 9-1. to one. I need something. <laughs> I think I'm just, I'm destroying this week. My record at one point was six, six, and six. How the fuck do you tie in fantasy six times? Uh, I probably have more ties than that. Do you? Oh, I'll look. Oh, actually, um, spoiler alert! I'm uh, the guy I'm playing drew it at the the Golden Knights uh, night. What is it? Weekly nightly. Yeah. Um, podcast is has pulled ahead of me. Okay. Uh, no, I do not have, I have one tie. I just have 11 losses. I'm 6, 11, and 1. <laughs> I have um, fallen far from my days of, uh, dominating the Hockey Troll Super League. Dude, this was, a, this was a tough, this was, for all you fantasy players out there, this was, I mean, I think we can all agree this is an absolute shit show of a, of a, um, week. Or of a, a fantasy season for probably any fantasy sports for the past couple of years. Everybody just in and out of COVID and everything else. Yeah. So, not to mention normal injuries, right? Right. Um, so there's a comment. That. What's that? Got a comment. Oh, from do a fan. We One of the Caps Chirp artists. Yeah. Um, if you're counting chickens, then they've already had. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Kayla. She's um, not wrong. That's true. But no, because here's the thing. With that statement, you're conceptualizing the chickens before they hatch. They're fake chickens. They're eggs. 
Because you get you you don't count your eggs before they hatch. You know what the eggs are. You're counting what they're going to become. Maybe. I mean, they're in there though. But they're not chickens. If you broke open the egg, you would find a chicken fetus. Yeah. So what should I say? I'm not counting my fetuses before they hatch. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. That's that sounds weird. I, my embryonic chicken. Yeah. My fetal chicken. I like that. My fetal chick. <laughs> I don't count my fetal chicks before they hatch, Polly. See? Now we're getting accurate here. Mm, I don't know. Anyways, let's get on to our predictions for next week. 3-0. and We're back on top. We're going to run through Canada Great like job. a hot knife through butter. So, when the Caps go 0-3, you are just as responsible as the Hagman haters for his injury. No, because I'm being positive. I was been it's it's different. Okay, I'm going two and one. <laughs> two and one. You know what? No, who two are we? Lo- o and one. We're okay, gonna get five points. Five points out of this uh, busy week. Who who are we going to lose in overtime to? Vancouver. Wow, really? The the young, quick talent they have there. Interesting. Yeah, probably that person, Quinn Hughes, <laughs> who just snipe one. We saw you, him play in person. Yeah. Do you think um, Edmonton's going to give us any trouble? Yeah. I'm sure it'll be a good game. Um, I think the Caps should win that game. But, I mean, if Connor and Dreisaitl will go off, I mean, they could just account for five goals. Right. Like nothing. <laughs> Fair. I mean, um, it's like playing against Ovi ten years ago. But yeah, true. Um I think that the the most the biggest challenge is going to be the Calgary game. That's a big game. Not yeah. only that, it's going to get, be a good benchmark for the um, cross division rivalry to see what the Pacific's actually got to offer, which in the past has been not much. Well, that's been the Capitals' worst uh, non division opponents this year. Like they've done the worst against, against the, the Pacific. Pacific division. Yeah, yeah, which sucks because I mean they're getting better. Right. But, you know, the last, like, seven years, they've been terrible. Yeah. But Calgary did just beat the Colorado Avalanche in Colorado. So, not fun. Right. And they're no pushovers, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so, I like them in the Pacific, and I like them in um, uh, in Canada. So, the broader scope of things. I think they're the best Canadian team, and I think they're the best Pacific team. Yeah. I think... Calgary's going to make some noise in the playoffs roll around. They're going to really challenge Colorado and Vegas. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, uh, I would think that those are those those three teams are a lot closer than people think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. All right, Capstones, thanks for tuning in on this amazing Monday episode, as per tradition. Uh, Capitals, back on top? That no. was a question, maybe? No. Probably not. Probably not. But let's just enjoy this. Okay. Enjoy it now. Um, I'm thinking that if this, but we will say, if this is the hump that they had to get over, uh, they're doing it at the exact right time. And if they're going to be playing their best hockey, now is the time to be doing it. Yeah, for sure. So let's keep let's keep more of that Seattle and Carolina mojo going for the next couple months. And, uh, you know, just run through the playoffs, 16 straight wins, Stanley Cup, another Stanley Cup. Yeah, that'd be nice. That's how it's done. And like, you know, 25 games, 15 more OVO goals. Exactly. 15? Fuck it, 30. Yeah. 
<laughs> like I said, when we were, well, in an interview that will come out in a couple weeks, Stat Guy Blake, just, yeah. you know, OV throw, you know, five hat tricks right. next, next uh, end of the season. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right. Join us on Thursday when we talk about um, a couple different things. I'm going to be talking about, like, I'm my confusion as to what Washington Capitals fans thinks actually going to happen during the free agency uh, spree here and, and some recent comments made by Brian McClellan. And Polly, what are you going to be talking about? I'm going to be talking about how the PWHPA is a good product and decided to host a rematch of the most recent women's gold medal hockey game. Absolutely. So we'll go a little bit more in depth on that. I know we covered it a little bit, but uh, you'll get the full tail of the tape and rundown. I'm sorry. But that, that, yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the <laughs> PWHPA showcase that just happened in Washington. Right. Okay. I, I didn't know if you were trying to flip the script there at the end. No. So. I. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. As a that was not only a brain fart. That was a. I'm going to call it a mind shart. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, My with, nose is going to start bleeding from it. With that, um, <laughs> Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.